The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Good afternoon, Roxy Soxy. Good afternoon, Tim Tam. How are you? I've had the best day ever. I'm in Kelowna, which is this small little town in um, Canada shooting a movie. But um, I realized I'm not a snow person. (laughs) (laughs) A little chilly up there, isn't it? Are you a snow person? No, I am a beach person through and through. I need like the warm. I need the warm all the time. Are you a ski person? Well, I didn't say that. I'm more of like an opera ski person. <laughs> yeah. So you just sit and like drink the cocktails. Yeah. You know, I get, I'm <laughs> I get it. Do you actually, have you ever been down the ski slope? <laughs> I have. It's not always the prettiest sight to see. <laughs> <laughs> like butts up, butts up. <laughs> but um, I probably am going like the same sort of speed as like the little ones, you know, like the ones yeah. who are just taking ski school. I'm like yeah. kind of on their pace. I'm like the funny school. Yeah. And um, so here's the thing. I have a really quick, funny story before you introduce our next guest. But my dad um, went skiing when we were younger. We all went to like this place in Australia. We all went skiing. And um, my dad was pretending that, well, he said he knew how to ski and he was kind of showing us how to how to do it. And he, he started going down the hill and he couldn't stop. And he kept going down and he like smashed into a whole group of tourists from another country who had never been skiing before. And they all like dominoes fell one after each other. It was just like, boom, 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 boom. And like, we just couldn't stop laughing. And he was so embarrassed. But that was kind of the end of his like very short lived ski career. (laughs) That is so funny. And also, I didn't even realize that Australia had ski mountains. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they have ski mountains. Oh yeah, we have we have everything in Australia. We have skis, we have what skis, we have snow, we have we have warmth, we have sharks, <laughs> we have spiders. Hot men too. You've got we have hot there. men, we kind of have all the things. So mm-hmm. Australia really is the way to go. Nice, nice. I still I mean we have to go together. My first time to Australia has to be with you. Oh, it has to be. I I would be very devastated if like all of a sudden you were like, hey, damn, I'm in Australia. I'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm back in your home country. <laughs> it's like me going to like Dallas. I'm like, hey, I'm hanging out in Dallas. You'd be like, screw you. Like, that's my hometown. Exactly. <laughs> I'll be like, I'm hanging out with your parents. Like, yeah. I'm like sending you pictures. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. At the favorite Mexican restaurant, having yeah, I'll be like, I'm here with your mom. It's super <laughs> weird, and your dad. He like loves me. <laughs> like asking to be part of the family. <laughs> like superimposed in all the Christmas cards. Yeah, and then you'll we'll put like a picture of you next to us, and I'll just put a face on, and I'll be like, that was the time that you introduced me to your family. <laughs> Classic. I love it. Anyway, well, I've missed you, oh, Rox. I missed you too. <laughs> Hope to see you soon. Yes. Hopefully not in Dallas or Australia, but like back in LA. (laughs) Yes, we're definitely planning on it. 
Well, we have had to do this podcast, everyone, really last minute. So we, um, because Roxy's been having an amazing Thanksgiving and I've been working my ass off. <laughs> she's like in all the country. Cl- anyway, she's having a good time. Um, and I'm freezing my tits off. Anyway, so I was like, well, who should we have on the show? And I was like, well, we should have our director who I've gotten super close to in the last like three weeks um, because she's just super interesting. And we love to have, we're very female powered female driven show um and she is a uh she's a bisexual muslim well we talk about that a little bit more later director who is bilingual who's lived in japan who's like kicking it on set and she graduated from the groundlings in la um she's directed so many different films she mentors like younger younger girls and so i was like we need to have her on panta now i want to say your last name probably moslet you say the last name <laughs> uh, which version wants the english version is mosley and then the farsi version is mosley mosley and what's the japanese version because <laughs> you've lived in japan mosle. For a long time. <laughs> yeah. so panta mosle is japanese version and then panta mosle is the farsi version and panta mosley is the english version ah. i just can't believe you know so many languages i don't even know english that well so i don't even know how you can <laughs> so much i just uh, just my accent is good the rest of it is not good it's just an ass just the accent <laughs> yeah it's very good Sounds like I speak it good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we want to welcome you. Woo! Oh, we didn't do our clap. We didn't do our. We clap for every guest. Yeah, clapping with yes. one hand because I'm literally <laughs> like, if you ever watch, if guys who the people who are, who are listening to this, if you want to watch it, just know I'm sitting in a hotel bedroom with terrible lighting. So this is as good as you're gonna get. I yeah. love it. You look like a cabaret singer or something because you have like your microphone that you're holding and you're. <laughs> Yeah. Welcome to the room. And it was like such a good idea in theory, but I'm like, oh shit, I have to hold my microphone like for an hour. <laughs> this is not going to go well. Yeah. Wait, can I just ask a quick question? Because I was looking at your bio and I was so intrigued. Because first of all, oh my God. Your bio is so funny. But like the first thing that it's like kind of the first line of your bio is like, I test you, baby, from Singapore. I mean, so how? Made in Singapore, baby. Singapore, like, how did <laughs> test you, baby, from Singapore get to Iran? Yes. Right? So, I mean, my parents are from Iran, and, um, you know, they, they were having a hard time having their first baby. Mm-hmm. So uh, they went up to Singapore, and, uh, you know, my daddy did his business. And uh, my mommy got the egg. They mixed it outside, like the bartender, get it in. And voila, this is what you get. (laughs) So no sexy time went in the making of this one. So I was born sexually frustrated, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) And so wait, so so did the so you were made in Singapore, but were you quote unquote conceived or implanted in a different country? No, in, in, in Singapore. Singapore. Yes. And I went to kindergarten there too. Ah, uh, okay. So, and your parents were Iranian. So did you guys like from there go to Iran to live? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I've lived in, um, I've lived in Singapore, Iran, Canada, Japan. Yes. All over the world. <laughs> wow. Just like a nomad traveling. <laughs> and what was it like growing up in so how many years did you spend in Iran and what was it like growing up there? Yeah. Boy, um, I don't know how many years, probably like 
um, a lot of like my elementary years was there. Um, and it was nice. I mean, it was a lot of like being with a lot of family members. It was it was quite nice. Um, I love the there. People are super hospitable. The music. I mean, I think every other day we were at a party, <laughs> and uh, so it was nice there. And um, yeah, it, it was good. But then then there was the you know the having to cover yourself, the mandatory hijab, and all that stuff. That's that that I think my my family didn't agree with. I didn't agree with. Um, and so um, you know, my mom's like, I want freedom for my children. So mm. sent us off to to abroad so i appreciate her and my dad for that mm. you know i think it's so interesting too because especially with everything that's gone on with masa amini recently mm -hmm. getting murdered and just all of the horrificness and cruelty associated with that i think people had this preconceived notion about iran and you know a lot of yeah. the videos and photos coming out you know are not not the best right now but before yeah. 1979, Iran was very Western. That is right. right. That is right. My mom tells me, yeah. I mean, my mom grew up, grew up in that era. And, mm -hmm. and she would just a lot of photos and say, like, you know, Iran was like a very forward thinking country, mm -hmm. you know, many different religions from Baha'i to Christian to Jewish to Muslim. Everybody lived hand in hand, people with hijab, people without the hijab. And, um, you know, uh, unfortunately, like, what happened is the West countries, it's all about oil. I mean, if you want to get into politics, it's all about oil and who gets to control who. So a lot of propaganda was done and people were tricked by by the Western countries. And, um, you know, the, the revolution happened and this current regime has been put there and they're giving uh, oil to the countries benefiting from from that regime right now and uh those are the countries that are very silent right now and not helping they're just you know saying they're standing with iran but not actually doing anything about it um but hopefully that'll change you know now I, I know that the the un had a um, like a big you know voting session on investigating what's happening but you know as we all ask uh, a lot of people are still still um, fighting for the freedom, fighting for having to express rights, you know, mm -hmm. they dress what they want to say, or just for freedom in general and mm -hmm. equality between women and men. And so it's a, it's a, it's a big, it's a big revolution happening in Iran right now. And it's a, it'll be, you know, once it's the freedom happens, it'll be a big thing in the Middle East because it's a big, um, you know, over there, a lot needs to change. A lot needs to move forward. And I think with this revolution, it hopefully will um, propel that to happen. And we were chatting recently and you had said that, and this is what shocked me, is you said that it's kind of pretty well known that a guy in Iran, like when you're when you're a woman, a guy will come up to you and just touch you inappropriately, mm. and you'll just have to yeah. either accept it or you're, you're just you're you're expecting it to happen every day. Is I mean, that right? yeah, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I think I don't know anybody like you know uh, from people around me that hasn't experienced something like that, whether it's like, you know, you're in public waiting in line. I remember as a, as a kid, like, you know, eight, nine, somebody groped me, um, you know, and it's it's because of the everybody's frustrated. The everything is not allowed. Every, you know, if you if you 
take everything away and and you know um a little bit of skin is shown they go crazy that's that's you know if it's all there and they're used to it they're not gonna go as crazy i think you know but if somebody's showing a little extra skin they're like ooh. so it's it's the repression it's the oppression mm -hmm. uh, that's happening unfortunately over there and and um sometimes it's just um and it's not body um but it's sometimes the the people the men will will uh, react in a different way but i can't say it for all the men now that are fighting women they're they're the real men of Iran and the people that are um, very dangerous for me to say this, but like the people that are, you know, with the um, with the government, they are um, they're We don't consider them the real Iranians. They're just um, mm -hmm. they're just getting paid to do and say what they're supposed to to, you know, um, get that's that's their lifestyle. That's the best I can describe it. But, you know, it's 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 very interesting now. Like I remember as a as a as a kid, um, where, you know, I, I would hear my uncle say, you know, in the US, there would be no dogs and no Persian sign on the walls of restaurants, like, you know, after the revolution. And so being saying you're Iranian or you're Persian, one thing that you'd be ashamed of, because they'd be like, oh, these people. And, you know, after 9-11, it was like, oh, terrorists, axis of evil. I remember, um, hashtag real talk. <laughs> I remember people throwing stones, people like, you know, um, taping up um, shavers on me and my sister's locker because we had curly hair. We looked different. Uh, or they'd be like, oh, go back to your country. We're like, well, we're living here now. This is you know, technically our country too, you should back to your country because this is the indigenous people's country, really. Um, and humor is my way of dealing with things, by the way. So I smile because that's my way of going through life. Um, but yeah, it was, but now with, the, you know, with the revolution, everybody's looking back into the history and seeing, oh my gosh, Iran has a history. You know, now when you say Iran, everyone's like, wow, oh, the, the country with the history, the country that started, um, you know, the human rights movement, the equality between everything. There's, you know, um, thousands of years that people, you know, lived together, accepted each other. And you know, now we're known for like the carpets and the, you know, I mean, everybody knows the Persian carpet and the cat and the, you know, the white bends, you would know it's like the Persian person around the corner. <laughs> uh, but like, you know, it, it's the, it, the image of people is changing. The word terrorist is now uh, more associated with the government and the people that are um, controlling the people. But the people of the country itself, the people that are fighting for the freedom, they're they're the real Iranians. They're the real Persians because, you know, the Kurdish people, you know, we have in Iran a lot, a lot of different um, ethnicities. And I'm half Kurdish myself, um, my mom from my mom's side. So we have a lot of those and people are learning about that and it's kind of cool. And now I'm not embarrassed to say I'm Iranian, I'm Persian, you know, but before I would just not really say, I would just be like, yeah, I'm from West Asia, Middle East, you know, uh, even those have like the Middle East has a negative, you know, annotation, connotation, annotation. There's my English. It's gone <laughs> uh, to it. Right. Like, you know, Middle East equals like, oh, or not, you know, do you, ride, do you guys ride camels? I remember getting that question so many times, like, you know, is, have you been to a desert or do you ride a camel? I'm like, Iran has got more buildings than New York. <laughs> it's interesting you're saying that because my father is Pakistani and I got a lot of similar kind of teasing growing up, you know? I mean, my mother is from a really small- Oh, you're my half-sister, girl, yes. I'm like, hey, girl, it's you right here, right here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But but it's so interesting because I got a lot of that similar teasing. But it for me it was weird because it was like I kind of didn't fit fit in really on either side because it wasn't quite 
mm-hmm. white enough for like the you know the white and side and quite ethnic mm-hmm. enough, you know or ethnic enough yeah. for the other side so it's really interesting to yeah. that, but because i've heard a lot of that too uh, but i also wanted to ask you because it is so important to talk about everything that's going on there and you know really trying mm-hmm. to create awareness and action hopefully um do you feel a responsibility to speak out? And do you also feel scared if you do speak out? Yeah, because I'm not, I mean, if I was in Iran, I probably would be in the streets. And I had that conversation with my mom. And, you know, part of her is relieved that I'm here because she, you know, knows that where I would be and what could become of me if I was there. And because I'm here, I'm not able to be on the streets. My only way is to post on social media maybe go to rallies, maybe speak up about it. Am I afraid? Absolutely. Cause I still have family there and um, it could, you know, compromise their, their well being And um, you know, so I absolutely, do I have the fear hundred percent, but am I not saying anything? I can't not say anything because not saying anything means you're, 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 you know, um, what's the, what's the word for it? Complicit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and I, and I, and I don't stand with the government. I don't stand with the way they're treating people and mm-hmm. how things are going for the past, I think, what is it? 43 years now that they've oppressed people. And, um, if I, don't, this, this is the only thing I can do is to talk about, speak about it, uh, post about it, go out and, and, and join my fellow Iranians and raise awareness about it. And, um, appreciate that you guys are talking about this because this is another, way to amplify the voices of, of my people back home that are that are literally risking their lives going out there to fight for the freedom and when the country is free people like us are going to go back and enjoy it and boy do i feel deep but um i want to make sure that when the day comes i'll be like you know what i tried to contribute in my way if whatever i can do i actually think it's shocking that when i turn on the news i just don't see anything about what's going on in Iran. The only time I do is through social media outlets like TikTok. I feel like it's taken, you know, someone really pushing what's going like I saw a video the other day of just bombs going off, you know, and 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 a family like hiding and being able to like get out through get you know, be able to try to connect with the rest of the world through a platform like TikTok. And 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 I feel like, you know, that that is the only way to hear people's voices is just not okay. You know, it's fortunate, you know, like the, the, all these news channels um, are from countries that are benefiting. And I don't want to name and point any fingers at anyone, but they're the countries benefiting from the oil in Iran, you know, they have deals and they're not, um, there's a reason they're not covering it. Cause you know, they're all over Iran if they want to call them a terrorist, but um, not quite standing up and speaking up and covering everything that's happening. It's sad. Like it's here and there, you'll see some coverage, but it's just, it's not enough. And it's, and it's a shame that um, social media is what is covering mm-hmm. um, people's voices. Mm-hmm. And that is why we keep saying, please amplify the voices of people. Cause mm-hmm. you guys are hearing about this because of social media and, and um, you know, unfortunately Iran with like trying to interfering with the internet, the government of the terrorist government interfering with the internet that people have so they can't post or like Mm. blocking you know these social media apps so they can't post so people have to find ways to still post and send videos and talk about the horrific things that's happening there Mm. you know like Mm. i don't know how much 
gory details you guys want to hear, but you know the, what happens in the prisons is n not um, not good <laughs> mm -hmm. for for the terminology. It's it's um, it's it's horrible, and they're not even allowing the families to mourn the prisoners that they've they've murdered, tortured, raped, and killed. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Absolutely horrible, and it just it guts me to see, especially not only the young generation. You know, I'm so proud of them for like standing up and protesting and everything. But there were mm. actually, I've seen grandmothers out there protesting, mm. you know, who have lived in this under this like tyrannical regime for so long, who are just fed yeah. up. They're just fed up and yeah. they do not care. And they're like, fuck it. You know what? Like, mm. this is our chance. Like, we, you know, let's do this. And it's just absolutely the way like it's become multi generational and just. Mm -hmm everybody yeah. coming together is just so it's it's absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. amazing yeah it's it's it is nice i've seen i've seen posts where people who participated in the um 1979 is the the um west year but 1957 is the iranian year they've participated in the 1979 revolution marches and they have on their jackets says we are sorry for you know participate i'm sorry for participating i I I'm ashamed. I'm walking. I'm with you now, and they're walking in the streets. And, um, you know, this is not the first time people have tried to stand up, but this is the mm -hmm. first time they're standing up against the government. Because 2009, if you guys remember, there was another big movement. It was the Green Movement, and at the time, the slogan was um, "Give back our vote." So they were still willing to negotiate with government, um, but now they've learned, you know a decade later or more that um negotiating with this government go nowhere it's 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 they, they gotta leave basically mm -hmm. and so now everybody is unanimously chanting death to dictatorship death to um everybody that's up there that's mm -hmm. that's controlling and killing the people mm -hmm. you and i chatted about um the fact that you know you're openly bisexual and uh you, you get to have the honor of directing movies. And I said to you, like, you know, you have family that live there. Would you ever, not now, but would you ever go back? And you said, I don't know if I could because of who I am. And I'm, yeah, I'm very queer. <laughs> yeah. So it, yeah, it's terrifying. If, you know, 2021, as, early, as recent as 2021, there's been honor beheadings or like, you know, killing of, of people for purely reasons of them being queer. And, and um, you know, the content that I make, like, you know, I always try to find movies that has at least a queer character or a storyline or something that represents us from the alphabet mafia, I, I call it, um, in, in, in the in their community. So like, um, but, you know, on the flip side, I'm, I am terrified to go back. I, I don't want to um, you be held up at the border or arrested as I step in and um, I'm very vocal now on my social media <laughs> so um, I definitely um, yeah um, many many reasons I, I don't want to go back I mean I have family members that know and I have family members that don't um, <laughs> of course and she's definitely come to terms with it we had a um, a bit of a falling out I would call it and you know I didn't um, many many things but um you know one of the one of that one of the reasons was that and I think we lost touch six years and mm. and uh, we're back into each other's lives relearning of each other accepting everything about mm. each other and um 
yeah, my mom's definitely come around and mm. we're, we're um, growing our relationship again. And I think someday I'll tell my dad. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love it. You're like, dad's if you're not watching that, somebody. sorry. Yeah. If you're not listening to Woman on Top podcast, probably not. <laughs> Top is exactly what he would not be listening to. <laughs> how do you think? How do you think your dad would take it? Is it? Have you not told him because you think that, that his reaction will not be? He'll not be the most welcoming. Yeah. Okay. Um. I mean, like my mom is not religious at all, and my dad is um is very like Muslim religious. He's open minded, but I've seen him like you know openly support and say nice things about other queer couples but um you know i also have seen him say things i'm like are you really supporting supportive or are you just saying it in public how would you feel like if your daughter you know um i think i had tried to a couple of times say something but i was like i don't think it will go well so i didn't um i didn't i didn't um i didn't bother to to push it forward and maybe someday I will mm-hmm. <laughs> same with my uh, my my mom's side of the family like my mom knows but I don't think their the family knows but I'm I mean it's on social media it's on my website it's on my um you know so if if they know they know and if they don't that's it's not on me to tell them because you don't go around and be like hi my name is by the way <laughs> and and I am I am very straight and I love men you know, you know so why do I have I to love be a like, good loving man <laughs> why do I gotta come and be like I'm panta I'm queer I'm you know my blood type is and you know it's too much info I'm just panta this is this is who I am this is what I do do you remember <laughs> the first moment where you realized that you were into the same sex? Do you remember that well, or is it just was it kind of just uh, oh, oh no no I I I think I didn't know it I didn't know it like I would watch what was it Zena the Warrior Princess it was a TV <laughs> like, show really and, then, and then her sidekick I was like I kind of want to see them making out what's going on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was a kid I was a kid. Um, you know, and then I think I really found out like uh, at at sixteen, seventeen. So mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't too old, it wasn't too young, and it was um, the uh, the the first lovely lady that taught me a lot of things was a Japanese lady who was a homestay student, um, and I learned a lot from my sensei. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, you know. Uh, that's when I really <laughs> you're like, what is this podcast? Let's leave it at that. <laughs> how, much, how much details do you want to know? <laughs> I'll tell you. We we say all the details yes, here in do. this show. We it's know. we it all is on the record. We say it all. Oh man. Okay, fine. I'll tell you. So I didn't know. Like, <laughs> that, that was that did not take long. That did not take. Oh, long. you're twisting my arms. Stop <laughs> it! I can't. Just, tell I was just like, I oh, say everything, and you're like, okay, let me tell you everything. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so I think it was more of um so she i think she was i was 17 she was 23 or 4 a bit older than me i think if i'm not wrong um of of the age and and um it was more of a um you 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 gotta just and you know i I remember i cried after the first time i was like is this wrong and then i was like let let me try oh i cried too the first time the first time i um I had, I went to base, (laughs) I went to base two. I cried. 
I was what like, I felt. I'm sorry, my, my English <laughs> so good. Can you elaborate on what base two is? Okay. Actually, third base. What is the full base? Fourth base? Home run is the full base. Wait, I'm third. adding bases here. Okay. So, I don't know how many bases you have. I don't, I don't know. So I, don't, I, don't, I don't care about baseball. There's so many things we have as women, my dear. Okay. There's okay. this, so first there's base, this. First there's base toys. is kissing. Okay. First base is kissing. And final base home run is sex so second base is you know so th third base so third base when i when third base happened to me i cried while it was happening oh my god wait what's third base to you because totally, I, I don't know your totally are you with me on this one i don't know who your bases are is it, it like so you know well, like it's like it's like second base <laughs> I was like below the belt, okay? Below, below the, belt the belt without sex. That I remember means girl would not would that not be home run? No, 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 no. That home runs, you know. Uh, home runs the home run. Well, if we don't know who's listening to it, we might have home more people here. You said about, about everything on the show. I saw you say you're talking about everything on the show. <laughs> we do. We do. So, um anyway, we clear so but wait, wait, you cried too. You cried. I cried. Sorry, I di I diverged. Wait, you cried when third base you said you cried when third base happened to you yes while okay. it was happening and but who was the person who was uh, third basing you some guy i really actually don't it's okay. been a minute it's, i've been around for a while now and i've had two <laughs> children and it's been a minute it's been at least 20 something not a been around the block just a little bit mm, been around the block just a wee bit but guys it's been i've been with my husband for 16 years isn't that crazy and anyway 20 that years ago crazy. and i just remember i cried the whole time and the poor guy looked like mm. he was so upset, but like I was, up, but I didn't know. It's crazy because I think there's a few sexual experiences I've had. And I talk to Roxy about this a lot and Panta, you can give me your, um, your um, ideas on this, but there's some, there's a few sexual experiences I've had that I actually didn't want to happen, but I didn't mm. know how to say no. And I didn't want to make them mad or offended or feel let down mm. so there's a few that was one of them that was one of them i probably shouldn't have gone shouldn't have done third base with nameless man <laughs> you know i don't i shouldn't have done that but i did because i didn't know how to leave did you have you mm. have you had a few of those I feel like most of my friends have been through something like that. And it doesn't mm. necessarily have to be something that was very violent or, you know, but even kissing, like somebody, if you don't want to kiss somebody and they're like, like oh, yeah. right. And, tr and making themselves yeah. kiss you. Like, I just saw this thing today. You guys, this is so weird that we're talking about this. Um, <clears throat> it was a clip from a, an award show that was 1995, I think. And I know was, exactly what you're talking about. Jim Carrey came out with revenge. Yeah, I know yeah. exactly. Oh yeah, my yeah, god! Yeah, yeah. Yes, with Cameron Diaz and Chris Isaac, and they were oh, they were the presenters. That was gross. That was gross. They were That's presenting gross. Very gross. the award, and Cameron Diaz. They're you know saying the lines, and all of a sudden, Chris Isaac is getting very, you know, giving her kind of looks and things like that, and he goes in to kiss her, and yeah. you can tell that she did not want to do that, right? Mm. So it's even yeah. something like that on a national or international award show. Mm -hmm. You know, that wasn't even called out back then, really. I mean, no. Jim Carrey did, 
by because you know yeah. what Jim Carrey did? He went up on stage, his girlfriend at the time won the award, yeah. and he was so sweet. He walked up, he probably felt like she was not safe up there with him. And she he walked mm-hmm. her up, and then Jim Carrey tried to plant one on Chris Isaac. And Chris Isaac was like this, and it's like, but that was in 1995, and no one called it out, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just Tans and I went to the movies yesterday and we watched mm-hmm. She Said and just about the Harvey mm-hmm. Weinstein case and how, you know, so many women. So I think it was eight to 12 settlements mm-hmm. um, had uh, been against women, like have women came out, eight to 12 women, and he mm-hmm. settled with 12 of them, eight to 12 of them. And then when Ashley Judd came on the record and said what happened to her, a few other women came out and said, yes, we'll go on the record as well. And you can quote me. Then the Times article was written um, about, you know, what these women said that he had done. And and uh, then 83 women came out after that article was published. So and I said that to Panta, I was sitting I was sitting next to her in the film in, in watching the movie. And I said, she's like, oh, my goodness, eight to 12. And I looked at her and I said, if eight to 12 actually had the courage to talk about it, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, there's hundreds more who 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 were not. Mm-hmm. And exactly what we were talking about with Cameron Diaz, like she didn't feel comfortable saying anything. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, like I didn't feel comfortable third base, you know, and yeah. how many how many times does that happen? Yeah. I mean, hundred. Yeah. I mean, it happens all the time, you know, and think about there's so many people who have not and not that they have to. I mean, it's their choice if they want to speak up mm-hmm. or not. But like, think about how many haven't spoken up that it's happened to, you know, it happens here, too, you know, like producers and mm. and just taking advantage of their powers. And um, I mean, it's get, hopefully it's getting less and less. And because of the whole harassment um like lawsuits and things that they're more and the movement really help with that but it's still there it's still there it's funny that you changing. say that because Very like i think i was so i was like a recluse just after i had my babies because i would just be with my husband or a couple of my friends or with my kids and now that i'm out and about more because i've been working so much i'm around a lot more people i'm going to rap parties i'm you know i'm i'm, I'm meeting more people and i'm actually shocked at in the last year and a half how I don't, I don't know if it's getting better. The amount of times that, yes, I would, I would stop something before it happened, but the amount of times I've been touched inappropriately in the last year and a half, just by like someone touching your back for too long, or like someone saying like yesterday we went to the rap party and some guy, I took my hair down and they said, Oh, please don't do that in front of me. Like meaning like he was going to get turned on. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you don't like in what world Mm-hmm. Is that okay to say to a stranger? Like, I would never say, oh, 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 please don't put your hand in your pocket because your penis is turning me. Like, that would never even oh. cross my mind, you know? So I don't I don't know if it's getting better. I don't know. I, I don't. I mean, slowly, very slowly, things are changing. The first step towards fixing any problem is to admit there is one. So we're at, we're at, we're at first base. Let's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> get to home run, people. Let's get to third, at least. <laughs> I think it's really interesting, too, like the way that more women are taking, you know, roles of power in movie making and filmmaking, you know, mm-hmm. and really becoming like the backbone and the, the filmmaking bone of the film. I wonder if that's going to change things quite a bit too, because they're gatekeepers. Yeah. Right. Right. They're the keepers. They're the ones who, you know, may act on as long as they're not catty women. I know. Because sometimes it's worse. <laughs> right. It's a it's a double edged yeah. sword, right? It's like it could either be amazing it is. or not, right? Yeah. 
But I mean, I gotta say, I worked on a show. Uh, I worked on Supernatural, and it was one of the episodes where um, Amanda Tapping was the amazing director on that one, and she had a female first AD and a lot of females on her on her crew member. That set was the safest set mm-hmm. I've ever been on. I felt like I felt like family. It felt like um, everybody was very welcoming, and it was there was a very different energy about it. Whereas like. You know, sometimes a lot of movies I've worked on, it's it's boys club. And what you say as a woman goes completely unheard. But if another guy says exactly what you said, they're like, oh, that's a great idea. It's like, hang on. That was my idea. And it's become that, <clears throat> that see you next Tuesday, let's say. But it's not, I'm not even being a cunt. I'm just being, I'm being um, very vocal about it. It's like, that was my idea. Thanks for, you yeah. know, I have my ways of saying it. I'll be like, thanks for indulging me. Thanks for, for my selfish reasons. I really appreciate you listening to my idea. Okay. Just letting you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Or I'll be like, be like, you know, I said that two minutes ago. You guys didn't, like, I'm very vocal about it. Like, it sounds like I'm being annoying, but really, I shouldn't even have to say that you should you should already recognize what I'm saying should already make me feel heard um, equally, you know, Um, so it's it's um, we gotta we gotta stand up, we gotta stand up and pave the way for the future generations, it might not be our generation will benefit from it, but if we stand up and we are the strong women and hopefully, Mm -hmm. you know, the women of the future don't have to feel bad they don't have to. Gosh, I remember pitching, I mean, you've done this so many times, but like pitching in a room full of men and like, Mm. you know, I would pitch with my husband and we'd be talking both 50, 50% of the time. Like no one looks up, no one, no one looked up when I like pitched half of mine. And then when he finished it off, everyone like, you know, perked up. And I, my husband was raised by a single mom. So I actually think he's very in tune with women. Um, but I don't, I see how different he is around women than other men are. And I'm not a man hater at all. I love men. I Some of my closest friends are, are guys. It's just, I, I don't know why we always feel like we're the inferior sex and we have to, we don't even, we just want equality. We don't want to be better than, we just want, not, we just want, ex- we want exactly the same you know, mm-hmm. and that's what we're fighting for. And like the, the word feminist has become such a dirty word. It's like feminist just means I want, I want the same rights, you know, that's all it is. I just want to be equal. I just want to have the same pay for the same job. I just want to be heard mm-hmm. in the same, you know, the same way a man I mean, is. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Even till this day, you'll see a woman and a man going up for both of them. For example, let's let's talk about our industry, leading roles, and the man gets paid more mm-hmm. than the woman does. And it's like, well, they're both leads. Hello, why don't they get the, paid the same? What's going on, you know? And mm-hmm. hopefully just in all industries, not just film, but it's just always men get paid more for, for doing exactly what women would, would do. And it's kind of frustrating mm-hmm. and sad and upsetting. And I won't, I won't name a company, but there was a company that I worked at um, as a production coordinator. And, you know, my PM was a woman, she left. Um, and, you know, being a coordinator, I would see some of the paperwork, contracts, checks, all that stuff. And um, so I knew, I know the rates. And then I, and then a new, new PM came, uh, less experienced than female, like significantly less experienced. He got time and a half pay compared to her. And I was just living. I was just like, he, and he didn't know how to do the job. And I was just like, how, where did you hire him? Why did you hire him? Like, it was just frustrating. It was very frustrating to see it and not, not have the power to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, 
we got to move up and we got to change things from the inside out, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they also said <laughs> men are the ones that get the top billing usually too. That is like, true. Right? Yeah. Whether they're the actual star of the film or not, it usually always goes to the man first. You know? Mm-hmm. I will say that the last four movies I've done have all been female directors. Mm. That's good because they're changing. It's I mean it's surface mm-hmm. deep. It's not it's not deep enough. It's not fast enough. But it, even if it's surface deep, it's it's good. But still, a lot needs to change. Like a lot. Like we need to normalize showing women that that have aged on TV because you see somebody that's forty and then their love interest is a twenty one year old girl and you're like, uh, what? Yeah. Why can't we have like a forty one year old woman, a beautiful you know forty five year old woman, and the love interest is a twenty year old boy? Let's do that. Let's see that. Let's let's have more of that. Hello. Like let's. And it's let's so cold out. Like when you see a celebrity with a younger guy, like even like Megan Fox is with someone two years younger or whatever, and they always say like the older woman. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You know, like Lady I don't. Love, and, and then you have people yeah. who are like, look at uh, we had um, we had uh, Catherine Foster on, right? Oh right, um, yeah. Who's married to David Foster, and they, she's an amazing singer from American Idol, like one of the first American Idols, and he's like forty years older than her. And yes, like she gets comments about it, but it, if it was if it was reversed, I think it would look people would feel like it was so bizarre that they wouldn't be able to yeah. see past it. Yeah. But it's like it's it's good now that people are joking about it, laughing about it. Like I love Leonardo DiCaprio, but boy, your 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 age cap. At some point, he's gonna be sixty. I have to switch. I'm like, stop it! Just don't be that guy. We love you. Don't be that guy. I know. I know. Twenty five. They keep saying now they're like, oh, he's on a different path because now he's dating Gigi Hadid, who's twenty seven with a baby, and I'm like guys it's like two more years. <laughs> yeah a therapist said i can't wait it yeah i read something that a therapist said that is um you know when you have your your traumatic experience is kind of where you where you stop you're like mentally stop unless you go to therapy um mm-hmm. and try to like work through it mm-hmm. so like for for example i think my trauma was around like 16 17 when i started working as a child actor again it wasn't traumatic in the fact that anyone like sexually abused me or anything, but it was just traumatic to be on camera and like fame in general. Um, and so I revert back to like a 17 year old when I, when I fight with my husband, like I, like, you know, please see me. Am I enough? Like insecurities, whatever. So they said that Leonardo DiCaprio, because I think he was 25 when Titanic came out. Right. And that's when he catapulted into this, the like he, his entire life changed mm-hmm. from that movie and so, like, he's kind of stuck as a 25-year-old. So that's why he keeps dating 25-year-olds. I don't know. It's a good theory, right? <laughs> it's a really good theory, actually. It makes sense. It does make sense. Like, he can't right? grow up. Like, why is he, you know, he hasn't chosen, not that everyone has to get married, but he hasn't chosen to settle down or have children. Isn't he close to 50 now? Yeah, he's got to be upper, like, late, late, late 40s. I mean, like yeah, 48, he's 49. Almost, yeah, he's almost good, good for his age. You're like, well, I could be a 25 year old. <laughs> You're like, might have to get in there. I'm I like a 25 year old for you, Leo. Leonardo. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking it up now. Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. is How old? 48. Oh, 48. he turns 49. No, he just turned 48. I swear he was 50, mm-hmm. but 48. Okay. He just turned 48, which is so interesting too, because he's had to hold his own against like, you know, when he was young, he did this boy's life with Robert De Niro. Like he's had to hold his own against these really amazing other actors and really take on these like crazy roles. I mean, remember when he did Gilbert Grape when he was 15, you know, I mean, 
he, mm-hmm. he he's an amazing actor, but for some reason, like the professional side of him has matured, yeah. you know, and grown. But it's like maybe that emotional side just hasn't, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, I could be Brad Pitt's uh, younger woman. <laughs> oh, you and Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt just turned 60 and she's like so Is into it. So, he's so he's good looking. looking. I mean, like, I think Pitt, George Clooney, they just got better with age, like wine. But that's unfair because, like, women, like, I was thinking about this the other day, like, when you turn 40, uh-huh. it's kind of like, oh, she's 40. Like, she's 40. Like, is she going to have kids? Is, like, her eggs dried up? And then you think of a guy, when my husband turned 40, mm-hmm. I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, he's still so young. Like, he's yeah. 40. He's so mm-hmm. young. Like, visualize a woman who's 40 and know what you think about that. And then visualize what a man is at 40 and what you think about that. I think that. about like, J-Lo. So she's 50 and she's know, hot as shit, right? honey. She's like, mm, she's like, them tits are still perky. I'm like, oh. But I don't know if that is, I don't know Sorry, if that's a fair comparison because I, I think we look at that and we go, oh, it's possible. But yeah, sure, it's definitely yeah. possible when you have the team that she has. And I feel like people don't, like women like Jennifer, like, and, like uh, Jennifer Anderson should go, I have this body, but I also have a lot of help. I have a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. I have a personal cook. I have, you know, I don't have kids to run around. You know, Roxy, like take up so much mm-hmm. of your time. Yep. Um, it just isn't the same. Yeah. It just what about Kate different. Winslet? Kate Winslet's gone the natural route. I don't think she's done like a lot of work on this. I think she's gorgeous and like mm-hmm. she's aging so elegantly. She's beautiful. She's still sexy. Um, more of that, please. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she does look good. And she also... I think it comes from her inner self too because she carries herself you know with confidence and like in a way that she's not intimidated by all that shit right like you can tell like when you look at different actors and actresses like on the carpet or like you know in photos or whatever it's like you can tell the ones that are you know have like are insecure about stuff like that when kate winslet walks out she's just like okay yeah I am who I am, and she looks beautiful. I mean, a hundred percent. Yeah, but we need to show more of that, though, yeah. don't we? Like, on I think mm-hmm. what I want to see more of from my kids is I really want to see. I want to normalize what a what a what a what a woman's body looks like, mm. because I grew up in the '90s when the heroin chic thing was, you know, the Britney Spears and the Christina Aguilera and the Olsen twins, and I starved myself through for most of my teen and early 20s and i want to see cellulite for fuck's sake i want to see cellulite i want to see a burn scar i want to see a people you know what i mean like i want to i want to see fat i want to see fat on camera and so our kids go like Mom, what is this? And they, it, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, not, if everyone is listening let me turn around that, i got a fat rotor like take her clothes off um but I want to see that. I haven't asked for it. If our kids, if our kids are like, well, what, 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 it like, am I fat? Go, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's just a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because we see, we yeah. still have not normalized that. We're maybe starting to, but I'm telling, like, everybody that I see on on TV and film is like, rip, like, you know, hundred percent. Let, let's see, let's see some chubby leading ladies, man. I want, I want some of that. Let's see some, like, just let's see different looks. Like, it's Uh been still to this day a very similar type of look that is like, oh, she's got a leading woman look. I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, why? What? Why? Why, is she, why are you going off of look? But that's the unfortunate thing about Hollywood that is often they, 
they do looks first and then it's great if they're talented and they're talented as well but they, they choose off of looks first mm-hmm. that's the reality of it they're still photoshopping stuff you know on, on magazines and photos and all that stuff let's see some like flaws everybody has flaws let's normalize that it's not as bad as it was probably in like you know back in the early 2000s or whatever but like mm-hmm. still a lot of work needs to be done to to normalize a lot of things but we'll see we're seeing singers and actors and uh, a lot of a lot of you know and changing still not fast enough but it's it's changing surface level again but a lot more needs to happen you'll see like the leading lady but she'll be like the comedic leading lady and that's right. you know who, like not appealing yeah it's not, not like it's not like here's a drama mm-hmm. she's the lead of this thriller drama big blockbuster marvel film yeah and she has some weight on her and mm-hmm. we're we're fine like we're fine with that like we don't see that yeah you know yeah. We, we see sitcoms mm-hmm. um but then why you know my husband has a friend who's uh, slightly overweight and um and he said that he was afraid of losing weight because then he wouldn't be like this is these are his words the funny fat guy and so what happens if you lose that weight then you're just like the funny guy and you you've lost that edge you mm-hmm. know so like you know we need to we need to see it in other places yeah we definitely do mm-hmm. and i think just to even piggyback on that too with like the ageism thing, like I was actually talking about this this past weekend about Maverick, you know, the Top Gun film and mm, about how mm. <clears throat> for his love interest, they brought in Jennifer Connelly. Oh, yeah, amazing. that was great. Yeah, she's amazing and beautiful. And that was great. But uh, the friend I was talking to was like, what if they had brought back Kelly McGillis, the one in the original Top Gun film, you know, that she was the <laughs> one that he was with. But I guess now I, she's, you know, gained some weight. She's older. She's probably more like his actual age. Yeah. So it was interesting. because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. Like, it, like to be tr- sort of maybe true to the film, they could have brought her back. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that was something that they even considered or. Yeah. And did you see that sex scene? I was like, they they have sex in the movie and it's like the most ridiculous. Like you see his shoulder and then you see like her lower foot (laughs) and then you see his hand and then that's it. It's like I'm not wanting to see all these sex scenes, but it's like, you know, there are older people having sex. Like you can see her back for goodness sake. Like yeah. You know what I mean? I know they want to keep it PG, but like you can see like something other than just her foot, you know? It kind of looks like they were playing a game under the like. I know. It looked like <laughs> I got, I got to Google that. I'm trying, I'm trying to Google this scene now. Where do I find it? Don't this? worry. It's watch. nothing you, you would, you would blink and it's over. And it's just, it honestly is. Uh. I showed my daughter that film. Cause after I saw it, I was like, this isn't even like, this is like nothing, you know, nothing like it wasn't yeah. risque or anything like that. You're you know? like, I showed my daughter the film. I mean, it's fine that like two <laughs> massive like planes collided with each other in the air. I'm like, Roxy, what about that part? What about the part that literally like explosions of aircrafts? You're like, well, it's nightmares. But <laughs> she was so bored of it because I took her in the theater and she was like, like halfway through. She was just like, <laughs> I know. What is this? She wants to see Lie Crocodile. And you're like, here's. <laughs> Here's mom again. <laughs> I'm like, Shh, it's a good part. It's a good part. Yeah, be quiet. 
don't go to the movies with panda i went to the movies with her yesterday oh, and i was oh. like i have adhd and she moved so much that i like had to put my hand out so i couldn't see her move. okay listen that chair listen. was so uncomfortable it was you're like you told me you told me you know how she told me so let's go to theater i went to this place that has reclining chairs it's, yeah, but it wasn't playing and girl and it's like and it's like those like you know new economy chairs that in the airplanes oh that's like God, even so tighter bad. you feel like a sardine oh, and I'm, like, really this I'm like god and i'm like god like, uh, and then we both put our feet up. We're like, nope, it's not working. And then there's no table. So you got to put the popcorn somewhere. <laughs> Set it on the floor. So I'll pick it up, get some popcorn, put it back down. <laughs> I don't know. And then I, I, I'm still working, right? So like I got like a thousand messages. Like it between, put it on silent, but it still vibrates. Like, and every time our phone goes I'm like such a passive aggressive person because I'm like, <clears throat> there's nothing passive about it. She was like, shh, shh. It's passive aggressive. I was like, light, lights in my eyes, the lights in my eyes. It's so funny. It was funny. You, yeah, you did. You did say you turned, turned the phone away. Yeah, we saw. She said it was really good. She it was. It was, oh, okay. it was really great. I thought it was good. All right. I mean, the subject's obviously very heavy, but I thought mm -hmm. they both did. The actresses did a great job. So, so on the list. Yeah, it was yeah. good. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you mm -hmm. so much, Panta. We're almost at our hour. Was this was this painful? Wasn't so painful. Right? <laughs> no, it was a, a fun, no, not painful at all. It was a fun journey. I didn't I didn't know what to expect. I didn't think we'd have like a deep conversation. I thought it was oh, just yeah. like sh shooting the we're gonna shoot the shit. Out. You this know, is shooting like, the shit. <laughs> you never yeah, know what no, you're gonna I know. It was like some like serious talk, some fun talk, some dirty talk. That's what, that's that's our show. That's what our show should be called: fun, serious, dirty talk. Oh my gosh, it's a new. <laughs> that's the new heading special episode featuring <laughs> no but at the end of every show like our guests are like this was fun like, like you know they're they're confused but happily surprised <laughs> pleasantly surprised <laughs> oh yeah because yeah. you guys are both film film people has anyone seen the whale by with brendan um what's his no. name Wait, is it out i they said he's going to win an Oscar. That's what they, yeah, that's what they're saying. And I'm like dying to see it. Every time I say to Sean, I'm like this, I go, what if this is it? What if my career is over? And he's like, well, you can always be like Brendan Fraser. Fraser, he yes. Was he was he was he was on the outs he was a joke and look he's about to win an oscar and i'm like that is your one thing to tell me he's look like, at mickey rock in the fighter like he was done he was over the hill i'm like stop this not making me feel you better can, you can be just like mickey <laughs> or brendan fraser you got this girl <laughs> brendan fraser and I, I don't think it was ever made fun of he's like he's a legend I, no, or, or was, i didn't pay he attention was known to like he was such a big deal and then he was kind of known I wouldn't say made fun of, but he was uh -huh. in the industry known as a bit of like a joke, like meaning like he wasn't going to be a leading man. Like he was cute. He, he couldn't get a job for a very long time. And oh. it took like this movie. He did a few things before this, but it took this movie for people to go, oh, holy shit. Like he's really good. Yeah. 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 Apparently this is like the role. This is it for him. Yeah. He's going to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you should never give up kids. Never give up. Never give up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Panta, I where can no everyone ever, where can everyone find you before we go? Uh, before where can they find me? Oh my god, uh, Instagram. Not at the Love Hotel. <laughs> oh my god, we even talk about so, that. Oh my god, next wait, next next show. Wait. The love Hotel. What is the Love Hotel? Okay, you've got five minutes before okay, before we wrap. Talk, talk talk about living in Japan in the Love Hotel. You got five minutes and go. Oh. go. 
boy. Here we go. And and Japan. I lived there seven years, and uh, sometimes no, 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 no. Slow down, no. listeners. Slow down. You said I got five minutes. Uh, so it's it's a thing in Japan. It's like a concept uh, where <clears throat> love hotel is where you go to make love because you don't want to add to your house, a stranger to your house. Um, and it's it's you can rent it by the minute, by the hour, by the half hour. And uh, often they're very they're very um, private, so they won't even have anybody at the front desk. You just go in. There's a machine, and you choose the room you want to go to. You go in, and typically the room is like locked from the inside until you pay. Um, not all of them, but a lot of them. And then there's like a tube that, like you know, in in the things seventies, eighties, they would the, the message tube that yeah. would go up. So the tube will come at the end of it, and then like you can put your money in, and it goes takes the money back and brings back the change and then the, lo- the door goes and the lock opens and you can leave and and uh, you've had a good time while you're at the love hotel <laughs> and that's where you want me because i never go there <laughs> what is love hotel this i think we'll probably lose a lot of listeners with this one but here goes um Uh-oh. also talk about the vending machines Will we lose viewers? I don't want to say if you're going to lose viewers. <laughs> it's okay. We might cut it out. <laughs> we'll see. So what about the oh, vending um, in certain parts of Japan? Oh, uh, well, there are used underwear vending machines where it comes in a box. Wearing it on top of the box. And you can, yeah, you can just be like, boop, this one, just like you would go to a vending machine and just, I don't know, do whatever you want with that used underwear. Isn't There's that different wild, prices. Roxy? And I'm pretending mm. like my germophobia is not kicking in right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, but maybe, she, yeah. on the flip side of that, maybe that is a business concept that would catch on like wildfire. Hey man, Orange is the New Black was doing it. Orange is the New Black tapped into that to hold oh, used underwear. I remember that episode, yes! They did that, and they were they were selling it for a good price, making some moolala on it. I don't know, maybe it's a new business side business idea for whoever's into that. <laughs> you know, Roxy, I have a good idea. We should okay. um we should have an, a sex episode, and we'll get a few people to come in and talk about their experiences. And Panta can come and explain. Certainly her not this crude woman. I <laughs> I'm like still a virgin, you guys. I'm waiting for marriage. <laughs> Roxy just beat two seconds ago and she knows that's a joke. <laughs> if it wasn't, what if I am? What, uh, yeah, I, am? No. I mean, you know what? Do you think there's a market for mom's old holy un- used underwear? For mom's oh my god. Like I don't know. All of We're our gonna make a million panties. bucks like skims. It's gonna be maybe, maybe man. Yeah. Milk, milk. Used MILF underwear. Sure, sure. <laughs> I'd be like, just imagine, like, I think it's so, like, think about this for a second. You know, uh, you're like, oh, used underwear. We're like, okay, that's kind of gross, but like, I get it. Imagine, like, male used underwear. Oh, <laughs> we like, like skid marks. That, and, like, oh, very crusty. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Real crusty. Oh, my goodness. Like, I don't even want to look. Don't crust it like it's toast. <laughs> yeah. It's just, just imagine. Just imagine that was a concept. Like, no. Women are not like, I mean, I know women can be dirty. I get it. But like women are just not, they're like, no, thank you. No, no. No, thank you. Everyone can go to your Instagram. What's your Instagram? Oh, um, it's just my name at Panta Mosley. Amazing. I'm boring. No, website as well. www.pantamosley.com. 
No, it's pkstudioproductions.com. And where, what Production movies? Production King. What oh, nice. Watch of yours. Uh, well, right now, the only thing I'm going to promote is Stolen Memories, uh, starring the amazing Tannen herself, who gets recognized anywhere we go. We can't have a private oh, moment with this lovely lady. Um, I only get recognized well, because every room that I walk into, Panda's like, this girl was on Pretty Little Liars. And I'm like, okay. Guilty! I went and did, Roxy, I went and did I went and uh, hid in the bathroom yesterday because, like, uh, she like told the entire bar, and so one person came up, and then the whole bar heard, and like everyone was like twenty two in the bar, and so all the girls like freaking out. So I went to the bathroom, and she's like, "Are uh, you okay?" I was like, "Please don't ever do that." I again. felt bad. I was like apologizing the rest of the night. I was like, "Man, I was just screwing around." I was like, oh, "I don't know. Sorry about that." <laughs> I'm sorry for like the fifty people that you had to deal with. Also, what was Tamman doing at the bar? wasn't drinking oh you were not uh, she, rap party. she was drinking the early she rap was party. drinking she was drinking sparkling water that is true. how could you panda's <laughs> on seven years of no, I was... yeah i was oh yeah because i made a silly promise to myself that i will drink again when i'm nominated for an oscar or an emmy and <laughs> i was sitting egotistical thinking it'll happen in two years seven years later i'm like oh my god i'm done <laughs> But I can't break that like promise. I mean, I, you know what? If I break a promise to myself, how can I ever keep a promise to anybody else? That's my thing. And I'm like pretty like word. The word means everything to me. So if I if I if I break it, I'm bad. <laughs> oh, here, here comes the Oscars. Come on. I'm bringing it manifesting it. Hello. And it's hello. But gummies don't count. Yeah. We, we <laughs> gummies. Count. We know weed doesn't count. I didn't make no promise about weed. <laughs> Don't ask. Promise. I didn't make no like, promise about that girl. Years, but I'm stoned all the time. <laughs> no, actually, I don't. Yeah, I don't really smoke or drink or anything. I, just, I used to be a party girl, but I she has been locked away and shelved until I become even more successful and then become oh. successful. So world domination. <laughs> well, world this domination. podcast will make it. All your successes come true. And thank you guys so much for being here with this wild, wacky evening of a podcast um, on my bed. And Roxy is, I don't know where she is. She looks like she's in the tunnels. I'm in the corner, the Um, smallest corner of the room. But but soon we're going to be in person in LA. Yes. All the guests, like live, we're going to do some of it. We'll even Mm -hmm. probably do some of it live, which would be great. Um, And yeah, don't forget to follow us on Women on Top Official on Instagram. And women on top, women on top one job on Facebook. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and comment. And we love you guys. I am Tamin Sursok. And I am Roxy Manning. And we are Women on. Wait, Panta. <laughs> <laughs>